Introduction We live in a very chaotic world. We also live in a very polluted world. You probably don't need me to remind you of this fact. There are all sorts of pollutions around us, and thankfully, the United States is one of the world's leaders in cutting down on physical pollution. I am, of course, talking about pollutants that make their way into our air, water, and food. The Environmental Protection Agency, despite whatever issues it has, has done a generally good job of protecting citizens from physical and chemical pollutants. The same can be said of the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Thanks to their vigilance, they have done an outstanding job making sure that most of the food items that make their way to our table are generally safe. Of course, there are certain issues that we can nitpick over, like GMO and certain types of chemical residues. Still, it can't be denied that, by and large, the U.S. and other developed countries are fairly well protected against the standard sources of pollution. If you don't believe me, just hop on a plane and go to Beijing, China. The difference in air quality, water quality, and food safety is like day and night. Now, this is not to slam on China, because they are making great progress in tightening regulations. But it has to be said that when it comes to protecting its citizens, the developed world has done a fairly good job. This is why a lot of people are kind of confused as to the whole idea of why detoxification has gained a lot of traction lately. After all, federal, local, and state regulatory bodies have done a fairly good job of protecting people from chemical toxins and physical threats to their safety. If only things were that simple. You have to understand that the toxins that afflict modern people aren't just restricted to chemical forms. Chemical toxins and pollutants are very easy to screen. They're very easy to detect. And yes, they are very easy to prevent and treat. The same thing goes with diseases. Forget what you've heard before. Detoxification is not just a simple matter of going on a juice diet or going without food for an extended period of time. It goes beyond that. If anything else, it means that you're going to have to re-examine the kind of life you are living and the kind of life you have built for yourself. You can quickly discover that a lot of the things that you choose to believe to be true are actually making you sick. At the very least, they're not helping you perform at peak levels. This training teaches people from all walks of life to conduct a complete detox of their life. This detox regimen applies across the board. Whether you are suffering from mental toxins or you're struggling with spiritual pollutants, or you are faced with the standard physical adulterants that weigh you down and drag you back, this training has something for you. By using a holistic method to detox, you will be able to live life to the fullest. If you are in any way, shape, or form unhappy, frustrated, or feeling stuck in your life, it is because you have allowed certain things to weigh you down. This is just as bad as being addicted to drugs. This is just as problematic as struggling with chemical pollution. Just because you can't see it, smell it, taste it, or hear it, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. You know full well the effects of mental pollution. This training enables you to break free from all of that so you can live up to your fullest potential. All of us are on this planet for a purpose. The sad truth is that we have allowed certain mindsets to get the better of us, and this has clouded our view of what our purpose should be. It is no surprise that the vast majority of us are simply going through the motions. You go from hour to hour, day to day, and moment to moment with really no clear direction as to why we're here. This training cuts through all that fog and enables you to bask in the sunlight of purpose, clarity, the holistic person. Since traditional definitions of sickness are too restricted to the physical and biochemical realms, it is not a surprise that a lot of modern people can't get the relief that they desire from psychopharmaceutical drugs and chemical-based medicine in general. In fact, when you look at the top 10 medications prescribed in the United States and Western Europe, 
Anti-anxiety, antidepressant, and antihypertensive medications are almost always in the top 5 or top 10. You can bank on them being present year after year. There's something wrong here. Even though we have been bombarding these illnesses with a wide range of chemical cocktails over the years, we're still sicker and sicker and we pay more and more money and there seems to be no solution in sight. You are more than your physical parts. A lot of this existential angst and its matching physical symptoms is due to the fact that people are more than their physical parts. They're not just a collection of blood pressure readings, blood sugar levels, uric acid test scores, and a wide range of biochemical indicators. All of these may come out clean and fall well within normal range. But that doesn't mean that people will stop feeling lousy, stressed, and suffering from brain fog. This is due to the fact that if people want to get well and step away from just choosing to survive, but to actually live fully, they have to look at their complete being in holistic terms. What does holistic mean? Just as your mind is composed of more than your brain, your life and overall health is composed of more than just your body. We're not even talking about the additional dimensions of psychological and emotional health. We're also talking about how you get along with other people, how you look at yourself in the grand scheme of things, what your sense of personal meaning and purpose are, what you choose to eat, how you construct your day, what kind of environment you find yourself in. In other words, we go beyond the physical. We escape the narrow confines of the biochemical foundation of your life. While biochemistry and your physical body are absolutely important, they are not the complete picture, far from it. Rediscovering the power of the whole person. When we start looking at people as more than just what we can see, we will start making progress as to actual effective treatment. Whatever it is you are suffering from, whatever physical manifestations of stress or a lack of purpose may be hounding you, whatever aches and pains you may experience, all of these can be addressed with a yourself that you have overlooked or forgotten about. There are many different parts of the human psyche. There are many different faces that make up who we are. When you leave your home, you are different people to the different individuals you meet. You're somebody's brother or sister. Then you are somebody's boss or somebody's employee or somebody's contractor. On and on it goes. We're different people to the people we find ourselves in different situations. We may be in the same place, but at different times. We're different people, or we are different people at the same time, but at different places. In other words, we're different people in terms of time and space. What happens to these identities? It's as if you're wearing all these different masks with different angles on them. How do you reconcile all of this? Unfortunately, as I've mentioned, we live in a world of specialization. So, we're forced to slice and dice and pick and choose. This does a big disservice to just the rich tapestry of all identities and capabilities. There is power in wholeness. When you choose to live with full integrity, this means you reconnect with everything that defines you. In other words, integrity means you connect the potential with what is manifesting. You reconcile what you desire with what you are producing. This requires introspection and a whole lot of honesty. This means you reconnect with everything that defines you. There's the physical you, the biochemical you, the emotional you, the spiritual you, the psychological you, the cultural you, the relational you, I can go on and on. Unfortunately, a lot of us just focus on one thing and one thing alone. In fact, there's a lot of us who define ourselves as one-dimensional human beings. If you need proof of this, go to a party and talk to people and the first thing out of most people's mouths is what they do for a living. They would say, Hi, my name is Jerry. I'm an attorney. Or, Hello, my name is Mindy. I'm a doctor at the nearby hospital. Or, My name is Albert and I work for Microsoft. People tend to define themselves in a one-dimensional way. We always try to connect with some larger phenomena that somehow casts a shadow on our identity. 
For example, when somebody introduces himself or herself as working for Facebook, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Facebook has a brand, and there's a value judgment there that's very different from somebody stepping up to you and saying, Hey, my name is Joe. I'm an executive at Starbucks. In the case of Joe, there are two things going on. When he says he's an executive, that brings to mind certain ideas. And when they say Starbucks, that also brings a whole other set of issues. Unfortunately, a lot of us are just focused on one thing. We become one-dimensional. It's as if we're walking cartoons. And the worst part to all of this is we don't even realize it. If we're lucky, we get up to two or even three of these factors in terms of us defining ourselves. That doesn't even come close. By restricting ourselves to the kind of identity we have, we let go of a lot of our connections to the rest of the natural world. This is why we suffer. This is why we feel incomplete. This is why we feel so susceptible to stress, to changing to situations and to the vagaries of life. This is why we come to Victor, the detox path. Are you a victim? You can be completely honest. I know that in our society, it's not exactly a good thing when people come out and say that they feel like they're victims. But if you want to fully detoxify from all the pollutants in your life, you have to come clean. You have to be authentic and true to yourself. If none of this makes sense, ask yourself the following questions. If you answer yes to at least two of these, then chances are high that you are a victim or at least you consider yourself one. Do you think you're entitled to life being fair? Does it seem like everybody misunderstands you? Does it seem like no matter how hard you try, things just don't work out because you're unlucky? Does it seem like people are conspiring against you or just don't like you? Does it appear that you don't have the skills you need to get ahead? Are other people to blame for your childhood? Are other people to blame because you're not happy today? Is your boss holding you down by paying you less than you are worth? Do people in your relationships have a tough time discovering the real you? If at least two of these questions ring true to you or apply to you, chances are you are a victim or you think you are a victim. Claim your victim status. It's very hard to solve a problem if you believe you don't have one. For example, it's very hard to get an alcoholic to stop drinking if they don't think they're an alcoholic. If they have no problems with how much they drink and what they drink, then they're not going to get any better. There's no problem to solve. The same analysis applies to your self-victimization. If you think you're like a victim, then now is the time to get to that moment of truth. You have to be clear with yourself. This means you have to be completely honest with yourself. At this point, you may be working with the assumption that you are some sort of victim. Ask yourself, am I really a victim or am I just acting like one? Do I think like one? Do I understand the world like a victim? Please understand that this is not blame finding. I'm not trying to make you feel bad about yourself or put you on the spot. But until and unless you can accept the fact that you've been playing the victim game or whipping out the victim card at every opportunity, things are not going to change. Your life is definitely not going to change if you keep this up. Own up to this. Is this what you're doing? Do you see yourself as some sort of victim? Do you always see yourself as the underdog? Do you see yourself as the person that things are happening to instead of the person who is actually making things happen? You have to be completely clear here because if there's any kind of victimization, you have to look at it straight in the eye and accept that this is happening. If you are in any kind of state of denial, progress is impossible. How can there be progress when you deny that there's even a problem in the first place? You won't be able to fix what you need to fix. Detox step number one, stop blaming other people in situations beyond your control. When you blame other people, you're actually handing power over your life to those people. Think about it. This logically makes sense. Since you say that they caused your problem, then this automatically means they will have the solution. 
You've spent all this time blaming other people and unwittingly took all the power to change your circumstances from your hands and placed it in their hands. Obviously, this is not empowering. This is not helping things. This is only going to make your life worse and worse. Sure, it feels good because you have some sort of emotional release. Who doesn't feel good when the weight of responsibility is lifted off their shoulders? When you feel like you're a victim, you don't have to change. Other people have to change. Doesn't that feel good? But the problem is you pay a very big price for that sense of emotional release or even your sense of vindication. That sense of vindication you feel when you blame other people, like your father abusing you or your mother making you feel like garbage, comes at a very high price because you rob yourself of the power to make something out of yourself. Of course, most people don't phrase things this way. But in operational terms, psychologically, this is the effect. Here's the truth. The people you're constantly blaming, they're gone. Seriously, they're living their lives. Maybe they have new families. Perhaps they've moved on. As traumatic as that experience may have been for both of you. They're not in any way, shape, or form feeling your anger, hate, and resentment. The only person taking the brunt of all that emotional damage is you. Stop beating yourself up. Stop rehashing that very painful image of a traumatic past. Nobody's being helped by this. Take ownership today. Take ownership of your life. I know this is easier said than done, but you have to do it. Not your father, who was emotionally absent. Not your mother, who may have been domineering. Not your ex-boyfriend, who may have screwed with your head. Not your girlfriend, who may have betrayed you. But you. Say to yourself, yes, I've lived my life as a victim. For all this time, I've blamed other people. Now, I'm going to stop blaming others. Instead, I'm going to say it's my fault. It's my responsibility. I own this. You have to make yourself say these, and you have to mean it. Until you are able to say that you totally own your life and you made everything in it happen or you've let it happen, nothing's going to change. Please understand that everything that happens to your life was either chosen by you or you let it happen. Why? Because you could always control how you respond. As you go through this training, a bolt of lightning might hit you. Obviously, you didn't cause it. But I can guarantee you that you have total control about how you respond to that unfortunate circumstance. Retake that sense of ownership you have over your life because that power to choose is the only real power you have. Here's the good news. The power to choose is the foundation head of all possibility in your life. Reclaim that power and you can turn your life around. Unless it hurts, it's not real. Quick warning. It's very easy to just go through some sort of intellectual laundry list of the things that you should own up to. Everything that I've said prior to this point is very easy to intellectually compartmentalize and treat like some sort of academic information. Many people do a good job of lying to themselves because they just go down the list of all their screw-ups. At the end of the day, it doesn't change them. They intellectually accept these, but they don't develop a sense of emotional urgency. In other words, it doesn't cut close to home. Deep down inside, on an emotional level, there's still this hermetically sealed compartment in their mind about who truly is at fault. You can say to yourself that you allowed your father to harm you. You can say to yourself that you have allowed your mother to run your life and make you feel miserable. You can repeat that in your head like a mantra. But the problem is until it reaches on a deep and emotional level where you completely own it, nothing will change. There are so many people out there who have gone through psychiatric counseling who know their issues, but they refuse to change because whatever revelations that they have come across remain lists in their head. These truths must burn. How bad? You have to make a fool of yourself. You have to feel that you have let yourself down. You have to feel that you've really screwed yourself over. In other words, you have to stop running away from the impact of these emotions. Put simply, you have to do things that you have been fearing for all this time. The good news is, once it hurts, 
then you know that this laundry list of realizations is true. If it doesn't hurt or it seems so glib or inconvenient that you're just playing mind games with yourself, you're just wasting your time. There's absolutely no detoxification happening.